money. Let's talk money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Obviously, this is all about money. Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. (laughs) With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money. With Dave and Reb. From more than enough, real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Reb? I'm ready to talk money. Well, that's really good because we have a guest <laughs> who's here who, if you're not ready to talk money, well, it'll just be, let's talk, talk money, money with Ray, yeah. right? So welcome to the show. We're so glad that you've joined us, Ray. Uh, and, and of course, you who are watching and listening on the podcast, we are excited this morning. It's uh, There's an energy in the studio today. I'm trying to figure out what exactly that energy is. <laughs> I know, but, Dave and I have to share a screen on YouTube this morning, so yeah, on the video, so, so like, oh, he's, so. yeah, I... Yeah. They're a little close. Yeah. They're a little yeah. close. So, all good. So, uh, you know, a little bit of housekeeping just to, to, again, get that out right at the beginning here. So morethanenough.ca, chri.ca, and of course, not mine.ca, Ray, that's where you're from. Yes, uh, those uh, websites have the podcast all just hit play and go if you want to visit them. There's lots of other resources that you can access on those three websites. So you can get kind of down the rabbit hole there. Of course, uh, we're on videos as well. So YouTube, if you're on YouTube, don't go the rabbit hole on YouTube. Just come to Let's Talk Money with Dave and Reb. Search that and you'll find uh, subscribe and share and like and all of those good things on uh, any of your podcasting platform. It really does help. And I'm a little excited this morning about we, we got some results again. Um, thank you. You're downloading the podcast in, in like gobs of numbers. So we're just excited about that. I think we said 24,000. Thousand downloads in yeah, something it. like that um, around that number, and and that's pretty exciting for us because it's just let's talk money with Dave and Reb, and we're talking about money and God and heart issues. So I'm really excited about that. So yeah, if yeah. people want to tune in to listen to those, no, normally not everyone likes to talk about God or money, and then you combine them together, and that's <laughs> like yeah. But we're on way over that because we actually do like talking about <laughs> it. We do like talking about it. Talking so, about, yeah, um, we do. And Ray does too. So yeah, this is why we keep having him. Now, I must say, Ray, you know, we've been really hit or miss in 2022. Like you've been on the show and then we've gone two months and you haven't been on the oh. show. It just hasn't. So this month you're on twice in a oh. row. So, you, you know, we're you, trying to make you. up for it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's October uh. and um, we're... We're going to talk today and next week about, um, we're going to talk, dig into some scripture passages that have been on your heart, Ray. And um, we're going to read today, Acts 4. You know, you guys might wonder how we come up with topics. Um, some of the time we take them from your comments mm-hmm. um, at our office. Um, Which we really do appreciate. We do appreciate. Um, and sometimes Ray calls and says, I wonder if we could talk about this. And it um, doesn't always happen. Sometimes he's like, I don't know what we should sometimes talk about. Sometimes I make a suggestion. Sometimes yeah, you do too. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. Saying, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> feeling a little left there. Yeah, there okay. you go. Dave and Ray say, I think we should talk about this. So we're going to read from Acts 4 this morning. Um, sharing in all things is the little heading. And we often... Uh, I think growing up, this is a passage I heard in relation to how we should um, give and spend our lives um, with our money and God. So, you know, you may be, you may have heard this passage in light of talking about stewardship. 
I don't know how you've heard it. Maybe you've avoided this because you don't really want to know. I've also heard us talking about this passage, making excuses for not living like they live here. So anyway, now that I've got your curiosity up, mm-hmm. it is Acts 4, and it's um, it says this. Now, the multitude of those who believed were of one heart and one soul. Neither did anyone say that any of the things he possessed was his own, but they had all things in common. And with great power, the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. Now, nor was there anyone among them who lacked, for all who were possessors of lands or houses sold them and brought the proceeds of the things that were sold. They laid them at the apostles' feet, and they distributed to each as anyone had need and Joseph, I'm, I was just looking at the translation of his name because there's two ways to say it, but and Joseph, who was also named Barnabas by the apostles, which is translated son of encouragement, a Levite of the country of Cyprus, having land, sold it and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. You know, as I read that, I'm always curious why they singled out Barnabas, why the mm-hmm. writer of Acts. I, I mean, know, yes, I know, because he had such a significant role in in the rest of Acts, yes. Yes, yeah. and maybe that's why, yeah. but uh, like interesting. It's foreshadowing. It's foreshadowing. Yeah, there's right. yeah. the, so, great, the great author. Uh, or, or, yeah, just, you know, there's some people that stand out, right? And you go, there's a guy that stood out right from the beginning. I mean, this is the beginning of the church, and who knows? Yeah, yeah anyway, that yeah, just jumped I, out at me yeah, reading I mean, that. So I'm going to ask... Dig in right away because Ray, this has been a passage that's been on your mind. Could you tell mm-hmm. us a little bit why? Well, you know, I think we live in a um, a season right now where we are hearing all kinds of pretty negative things around interest rates going up. Um, you know, people are really stressing out about mortgage payments mm-hmm. and uh, the cost of food, the cost of gas. I mean, almost everything feels like it's gone up, and so. You know, it's like, how do we walk in this season and um, take encouragement from one another? Because we're all in that same boat yeah. together. And so how can we support each other in that process? So I've, you know, I've been just going through the book of Acts recently, and that's why this scripture really popped out at me again. It's like, Lord, are we in a place where we might be coming where we need to actually look at how we share with one another in a way we've never done before because we're dependent on it. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting enough, last night I was on a Zoom call with a friend, uh, and he's outside of Tulsa, Oklahoma, and um, he made two interesting comments. One, he said this winter season, his fear is that for a number of people it will be a decision between eat or heat. Yeah. And um, he said, you know what, that's going to be a tough season, and so how can we support each other? And then he commented about how um, there is a family down the road from him, um, and they have uh, a good-sized piece of property, and they've allowed another family who can no longer afford to rent their housing, and they're living in tents. And they are welcome to stay there as long as they need to get themselves reestablished again. And so he said how the community is aware of that. And actually, another gentleman was riding his bike up and down the streets looking for any 
gifts mm-hmm. or handouts mm-hmm. in order to help for provide for his family. Mm-hmm. So I thought, Lord, you know, it's kind of interesting. So, um, Father, is it a time where we need to begin to open up our hearts as a community mm-hmm. to actually support one another? Are we even sensitized to hear within our circles who has a need? Mm-hmm. And could we meet that need? Would we be willing even to consider that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I mean, uh, it, what's interesting, reading this passage for me, there were two things that jumped out. One was is that, um, you know, if I go all the way back to Deuteronomy and we talk about tithing and whatnot, that one of the main themes through that is so that there will be no poor among you. I know. And this right. is kind of like the Jesus in injection into you know the the fulfillment of the law because in the law we're talking about 10 percent, and here you know the transformation is is that it was 100 percent is whoever like whatever i had i was happy to bring to the feet of the disciples so that there would be no poor among them right it's like the the jesus kind of injection into the new testament that we see jesus saying all the time you know you yeah, you fulfilled the law, but now I'm bringing kind of the 2.0, right? right, <laughs> Into right. Some yes, of those. yes. And so that really struck me again that the transformation, you know, say a month before that, what precipitated this transportation to a uh, transformation into all of a sudden, hey, I'm really willing to, to to share what I have. I'll sell the land. I'll bring it to the like. That's a hard thing, right? Like, mm-hmm. Okay, so this is what you asked that question, and right away I'm like, right. How did we get from pre-Jesus, the temple, giving at the temple, like I'm just thinking this, how did we get from there to having a group full of followers who shared things in common, who shared homes, land, why didn't why was that not happening pre-Jesus? And mm-hmm. and I, like I like that's just a question I'm like yeah. are you saying it I'm like what happened? Yeah. That and what did Jesus's sacrifice and giving and teaching and presence do for people? That that shift happened. I mean, obviously, because I, I was listening to this again, I went and listened to it this morning, the whole passage of chapter four. Well, it is the story of Peter and John getting arrested. Mm-hmm. And then they're told, don't speak about it. And they're like, how can we not speak about it? Then they go and pray and praise and the Holy Spirit comes on them again. Mm-hmm. And 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 the P- Spirit was coming in power. And I mean, it's saying that they they were teaching about Christ. There were miracles happening. All these amazing things. This it was a huge spirit of God outpouring, mm-hmm. and then the response in the practical was for them to share everything in common. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, you look at all of that. What you just said but under Roman occupation. Right, of course. And where the Jews were resistant to the message of the gospel. You know, Jesus walked amongst the crowd. You know, there were those who accepted, those who engaged with him in their heart, and others who just ridiculed him. So, um, you know, for them, it was a sense, I think, in the early church of really walking together in heart relationships and community. I mean, if you're being imprisoned, your leaders are being imprisoned, it's like, okay, this is a wake-up call. It's like, okay, this is 
this is not maybe the easiest road to walk right now. And yet it was also really appealing to the community Mm -hmm. because we read, and I think it's just a little bit earlier on that they were meeting together in the temple and there were, you know, people were being added to their number daily. So you know that everything's going on at the same right. time that the disciples are teaching in the in the temple and that they're living in a sense in 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 peace with the people that are around there's opposition from leaders and from the romans but the community that the people around are really attracted to what's going on like like this is a again a a, a you know a point in time where i'm i'm sure in jerusalem there was so much going on, like gossip, and like, have you heard about this? Have you heard about that? Like all of these things, mm-hmm. and and man, it's amazing what what's going on there. And and in in one sense, celebrating it, and then if you're a Jewish leader, you're like, how do we squash this? Right? right. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. So the other, I mean, in the light of that, um, you know, one of the words that has actually come to me in the last number of work, uh, weeks is this. We talked about it on one of the other podcasts around Thanksgiving, that thanks and giving and that our giving comes out of our thanks. And that's really kind of taken root in my heart. And I thought, again, you know, in this point in time, in the community of believers that is, you know, that is Pentecost has happened and and all of that, that the response, as you said, Reb, it does come out of thanks. Their giving comes out of the the thankfulness, like what they've actually already received. And it's, it's like, I'm receiving like a transformation of my heart. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and there's no, like, you know, you know, Ray, you started by saying, you know, there are things right now that, that could participate What's the word I'm looking for? Um, precipitate. Precipitate. Thanks, <laughs> You know, that could precipitate, push us to, we need to start looking about living in community. For them, it was the Holy Spirit. It was yeah, like, yeah. it wasn't the environment. It wasn't the interest rates. It wasn't like all of a sudden Rome is coming and there's new oppression. It was the fullness of the Holy Spirit coming on. And, and that, that to me, again, was the same. So it was powerful. the greatness of the power of God that they experienced in their lives and in the community. And that's what was they were responding to. And it they're was, so full of thanks. And know? love. And love. And love. I think the love. Because just... I, I'm like, so I'm like, God, I, I mean, we, the, we have you. We have your spirit. And yet we're consumed with fear or we're focused or distracted on all the news and the, you know, like there's there's so much in this because I you guys were talking and I'm like flipping through reading, <laughs> scanning the next chapter because I, I'm like... It, the the power continued. They healed. You know, mm-hmm. the angel showed up and said, go stand in the temple and speak to the people all the words of this life. Like they had angels appearing to them. Like what would it... Like, I'm just, I'm kind of speechless because I, I feel like there's something here that we're not getting, but we want to get, but yet we don't get. Because I also hear the question, but I don't have enough this month. Or, um, um, you know, we do work in our rural community with a social service called the House of Lazarus. And um, the needs are increasing. So 41% over last year, use of the food bank. Um, There are donations that are on the decline. And yet there are people rising up. There are some grocery stores coming and just providing all the bread 
So there's a, you know, a relationship for bread. There's people who are volunteering yet, you know, there's this pull and, and push and, and lack and yet abundance. And it's this, this, the needs are great because it is heat or eat. Mm -hmm. It it really is. And, and people who are listening, maybe you live in a nice home and you have um, a nice stable job and you don't experience any of this and your heart gets a little jaded by hearing these numbers, please don't let your heart get jaded <laughs> because your neighbor needs you. And it may look different. It may not be that you're going to sell your house and then join a commune because that's the, you know, like, oh, yeah, we're, well, this, yeah, this means out, commune. Yeah, that has yeah, been yeah. tried since is, three hours, yeah, like, yeah, a couple right, times. Yes, yeah. But it yeah. may mean that you do open your bedroom for a few nights to someone who needs shelter. And those are scary things in these days. Which is why when David and I do that, we work with an organization like the House of Lazarus and, and, and have the needs of some folks. We can help people, but we do it in partnership with others. And we could not do what we do at More Than Enough, serving some of the clients we do and get the requests if we didn't have um, people in the in, in the. In th- you know, community. in the community. community. Yeah. I mean, there's all kinds of stories we could tell you, but I, I won't do that today. But I'm, you're needed. Mm-hmm. And if you feel jaded or you think, I don't have enough, have you asked God, is that a limiting belief? Is that a limiting statement and an obstacle for you? Well, I don't seem to have enough every month. All these expenses, how can I be expected to give? Well, giving is a spiritual discipline and you need to learn it like prayer. So this heart response in Acts 4 is totally, they are responding to to Jesus, to what he's done, to what God has given them. And yet some of us, me included, sometimes need to do the obedient thing first from our heart to catch up. I mean, the Bible says we need to be cheerful givers. Well, sometimes my cheerful giving catches up with my reluctant giving. And I'd say do it. Do it if you're not feeling it. Do it out of obedience. And I know God will change your attitude. If You can't help but give and see a need and have your heart. If you know your heart's closed up like this, just give to someone who's in need and you'll see the crack come and you might actually see your heart open up wide eventually. You know, I I just got a new book um, that was um, sent to us as a ministry and it was written and released this year and it's about stewardship. And this gentleman who's a very well um, affluent businessman had an encounter, a fresh encounter with the Lord mm-hmm. and something riveted his heart and he began to pray he said daily for over a year lord break my heart with the things that break your heart and he dangerous prayer it is a dangerous (laughs) prayer and he challenged his his readers to do this he said over the course of the year he began to feel his heart soften to begin to look for those opportunities where he could give because he realized what he had received and how he could be there to support and encourage others. It was just a just a riveting thing for one year to pray that daily. I was like, Lord, I, I'm not sure I'm even at that place, you know. Wow. So I just thought And and I wanna say some of you I know because we talk to you don't have enough. Right. Uh, yep. you, there are people yep. who can't make their rent. I like I know I know that, but it doesn't mean you can't give. 
it doesn't mean you don't have a resource or a sharing or a, a car or something you maybe haven't thought of, like that prayer, like, Lord, open my heart. Where, where, yeah. where can I give? How, how can I use what you've given me? Maybe it's just a listening ear. Maybe you go to a, a church coffee shop that, you know, has free coffee, but you take a friend, you know, or you connect, you know, a social service f- with someone, you know, it doesn't, it just, one of the cries of an 82 year old woman we heard recently um, was, I've just been trying to do this for years and I'm alone and I don't know where to go for help. And it's like nobody wants to walk with me in it. And, you know, if you're just willing to walk and help find answers, you may not have the answer, but you have time. Like there's, there's so much you can offer others and it's scary. And it's, it's because who do we ultimately trust? Honestly, this is a trust issue with God. Mm-hmm. Do we really trust God in our, in the giving of our time that he is going to work this out for us? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, I, again, there's just lots of things kind of percolating <laughs> yeah, I know, that's there. Right, I mean, yes. we're talking about community and, and we don't have to go too far back in history, you know, maybe a hundred, 150 years to see that, you know, even the, the, hey, if there was a need and the communities were much more, sm- much smaller, much more tight knit in terms of even within cities, but, you know, you were in a community within the city. And so there was a lot more knowing what was going on that you were in your neighbor's business a little bit. Well, more, I, right? I, I mean, but the I city think, is pretty tight. Like na- Ray's neighbors live pretty yeah, close. Well, that's what, but that's what yeah, I'm that's saying. Right, and he yeah, doesn't, yeah. I know Ray knows what's going on with his neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> well, they might know what's going on with you. But, yeah, 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 that's right. <laughs> but that's not, in some ways, it's not about, you know. It's a good thing. And that's what is. I was getting yeah, to yeah. is just that we, we kind of need more of that because we do need, and we've had this conversation a number of times, is, is, is the, the siloing that's happened, the individuality mm-hmm. that's happening, even in the context of living multi-generationally, you know, in North America, it's like grandma and grandpa have a house and we have a house and, and our kids are having a house and, and there are three different houses and that, you know, again, not that long ago, you had one farm and yes, you might, you know, build an extra building on this prod and this plot, but you were all together on the one farm and that was part of the, the estate planning, so to speak of your mm-hmm. of your farm was that two or three generations they may live in different places but they're all living on the farm um and you know you grew up in in that yeah we were very it, it was also very annoying but you know i because <laughs> like let's not be fooled it is not easy it's to live not in easy no. but actually you find out where your cracks are and you find the cracks of others and it, but it's it's the attitude, you know. This the chap verses and acts here are like they all had the same heart. I was just gonna say the they same all, heart and the same soul. They, right? yeah. you know? And through the hands of the apostles, many signs and wonders were done among the people, and they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch. And I mean, just like we, your family. Well, I mean, <laughs> essentially, you know what? At the foundation level, there was a chord because we wanted, we loved each other in spite of it all, and we served Jesus. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, the other stuff's annoying. I well, mean, you're we're well, gonna annoy. Like, I say that tongue in cheek, but what I mean is, is, is yeah, it's not easy. But as you said, fundamentally, the bottom line, when the bullet hits, the, you know, when it gets really down to it, you love each other and you do exactly what you need to do 
to yeah, be right, together, right? right? Like yeah. you're going to do that, right? Ray, you were going to just say something. Well, I was just, you know, we were talking last night on the on the call how um, in this next season, we we're talking both of us and others sensing that relationships are going to become really important. Mm. Community is going to become really important. Mm. Family is going to become really important. And so I was just reminded this morning as we were preparing Psalm 133, which says, Behold, how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell in unity. It is like precious oil upon the head running down on the beard, the beard of Aaron, high priest, running down on the edge of his garments. It is like dew of Hermon descending upon the mountains of Zion. And for there the Lord commands his blessing, life, life forevermore. I thought, what a good reminder for all of us. There is something as we come into community and we kind of walk together and support each other, the presence of the Lord just releases the blessing over that. And, and, you know, what an encouragement, because in a sense, that's a commanded blessing. It's, mm-hmm. it's something that the Lord is saying, listen, you know, again, if you do this, then I get to bless you. Like, like he is excited to do that. That's just part of what he does, right? Uh, so um, and that's a great reminder. Psalm 121, right? No, Psalm, Psalm 133. Oh, so 133. Okay, 133, yes. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I'm kind of just pondering all of it because, I mean, is it possible? I know we're coming to the end of the show, and here's mm-hmm. a big question. Is it possible to share everything in common these days? Or, you know, I, you know, I, I keep going back to the story of the rich young ruler mm-hmm. because he ran to Christ and said, what must I do to have eternal life? He threw himself at the, at his feet. Mm. I've never had never until this fall, never seen that, that there was something that he was wanting something real. Mm-hmm. And when we look at a story like this in acts and hear the truth of how they lived. And yet I look at my own heart and how I think I'm reluctant to share everything in common. I'm reluctant to live with my kids or live with my neighbors. or And yet he says, love me and love others. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. What do you want? You want kindness, love, provision, mm-hmm. care, food to eat, shelter. And if, if that's what we want for ourselves, that's what we would want to give towards others. But that, you know, that's just a... A big like this kind of example is like huge for me. And I, I, I said at the beginning, sometimes I've grown up hearing the excuses around this that God really isn't asking of this of this today. He's not really asking us to do this because that was just the first century church. That's just a story in the Bible that happened to them. That you know, we're not starting. That the was whole the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. That's kind of over, right? Right. Like, that's right. <laughs> okay, tongue in cheek, right, right, right there. Yeah, we're not going to go there. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can say that right at the end oh, of the show. Yeah, right? yeah. Just drop that one. But I'm like, I, I, I think I, we need to sit with this. I need to sit with this, Lord. What does this passage passage mean for me in my life today? Mm-hmm. And I think that's a good question for all the listening audience or viewing mm-hmm. audience, right? Mm-hmm. What does this passage mean for each one of us individually in our own faith journey, in our own journey of stewarding all that mm-hmm. he's given to us? Mm-hmm. If it is all his, then I think that perspective frees us up to be able to share. And the prayer of your friend. Yes. You know, and so saying, okay, Lord, I'm going to pray that again every day. 
Um, again, we, won't, we only have a minute left, so Rev, why don't you pray for a moment and then... Lord, what do we ask for mm-hmm. when we see and hear this passage? Lord, teach us how to live. How does this apply to me in my context in the world I, I live in? Um, Lord, pour out your spirit upon us. Help us open our hearts to the wonder of the gift of who you are. In Jesus' name we pray. All right, well, uh, the conversation's going to continue. Rev already promised you'd be back, Ray. We thank you for joining us. We're in the middle, so join us next week when we talk money. Let's Talk Money is a division of More Than Enough Financial Fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.